As superhero movies are becoming mainstream entertainment at theaters around the world, comic fans also have plenty of heroic action on the small screen to keep them sated while waiting for the next blockbuster. We are in a golden age of superhero television shows, with plenty of offerings from both the Marvel and DC universes, and the trend shows no sign of slowing down. To chronicle these recent shows and even examine some of the classics, we are proud to present Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. Right, this, this, see, these are outtakes that should go in the show, so they probably will. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. See, I've learned to just fucking burst in with that shit now. <laughs> that's, I will that's never get anywhere do. with some of this crew if I don't. Um, it's gold, Scott, it's gold. <laughs> it is, oh, it'll be on there. Uh, <laughs> we're talking, we're seating hairlines and, and uh, my husband's in the doghouse tonight on Weekly Heroics. Uh, no, you probably won't hear that part, but, uh, we are continuing our preacher cast. That, that's the beauty of a preacher cast, because no matter how weird we get, we can't even come close. So, we're doing that's season true. two, episode five tonight, joined by a Motley crew this evening. Uh, our, well, our usual Motley crew, Brian Hughes and Hair Metal Hero, and a, a guest. Now, am I to understand, is this your first official Two True Freaks podcast you've been on, Pat? This is, yeah. <laughs> we got another one, boys. <laughs> another cherry is busted. Been a letter hack for a little while, but yeah, this is my first time my voice has been on a show. Excellent. Nice. Yeah. We, we Actually, got... you saying cherry just reminded me of a joke, uh, Scott. What do you call a virgin on a waterbed? I, I do not know. A cherry float. Ah. I, 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 <laughs> nice. Very nice. <laughs> Send all hate mail to weeklyheroics at yahoo.com, as always. <laughs> Uh, but no, we're talking to Pat Delmore tonight from Seattle, Washington. So we've actually two firsts. First is Pat being on this podcast uh, because he emailed kids. That's that's the no prize you get if you choose to use that email address. And um, he's that's uh, also our first person from Washington. I, I need one of those maps and pins. So I need to really start kind of cataloging everybody I talk to. Wait, are, we talking, are we talking Washington State or Washington, D.C.? State. Seattle. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. I, I, I played a bad joke on someone once um, in regards to Seattle. Um, I had finished reading Mike Grell's uh, The Longbow Hunters, the Green Arrow prestige uh-huh. format series from the 80s. And I was dating this girl, and she was getting ready to go on a uh, – uh, cross-country trip with some friends and they were going to go to seattle and i asked her yeah why don't you stop into sherwood florist and pick me up a you know a uh <laughs> some touristy and did you know there's actually a sherwood florist there oh shit <laughs> i didn't know that i thought it was a snipe hunt i honestly thought it was a snipe hunt <laughs> <laughs> well it's gotta be as i said a friend of mine started a sherwood florist up where i, I live actually so it's not unusual it's not unusual. To I was going there. Flowers <laughs> like everyone. We're really not drinking tonight, folks. I've had no alcohol, and yet I feel like it. I had a beer earlier, so I'm good. That's and I want pure chemicals with Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> uh, I, I had a Coke to, to wake me up. But, man. Uh, second day of my vacation, and all I've been doing is just trying to catch up. That's that's what vacations are for. Yeah. 
catch up or pass out. That's my motto. Usually pass out. Anyway, let's talk to our guest, guys, for a second, if we could. Sure. Uh, now that we've threatened his state and everything with your horrible story, Brian. <laughs> um, just kidding. Uh, but how you doing, man? Uh, do, you know, what, what age, sex, location, uh, long walks on the beach, all that stuff? Or I'm all right. Um, so do we want to know how I found you guys? Or Yeah, that'd be awesome. Whatever you want to tell us about yourself. You know, I would like to know so, where you found us because it's yeah. intriguing that yeah, so, actually finds so us. So circuitously, um, Kurt Busiek, who I follow on Facebook, was going to be on Rachel and Miles. And so I started listening to Rachel and Miles. And then one day they brought up uh, Fantasticast, and I started listening to yes. that. And then I wanted to you know listen to some other stuff Andy had done. And that drew me to uh, Two True Freaks. And now I listen to pretty much every Two True Freaks show. Oh, God, you're one of those people. Oh. Yep, because I, jo- I have a job where I can listen to podcasts. <laughs> That's, yeah. Hey, that is, that is how I started. We love those people. <laughs> I mean, I, I started the same way. I started from Kevin Smith, but somehow I, I, I did a search for John Byrne podcast and found um, an old Back to the Bins where they're covering – the Untold Legend of the Batman, and that got me to Two True Freaks, and I just started listening to virtually every show on there. So that's Patrick, you and our kindred spirits. I just nice. moved in next to the guy that made the place, so I felt loud <laughs> I used to leave. I used to leave voicemails when people were actually calling the uh, cop lore number. If you remember the <laughs> old end tags, so yeah. So people were actually calling into that number. I called in. <laughs> Maybe I was the only asshole. I don't know. I wish. Do, do they? They don't still have that number, though, right? Uh well, it's it's um, it's Honeywell's actual Skype number. Oh, cool. So, yes, if uh, if you know what it is, if you go back and you listen to an old tag, uh, you'll get the full number. Because have to figure out what the digits are for cop lore. He might not have the same number if he's like ever lapsed on a subscription. They would have given him a new number. Oh, all right. So, so don't quote who me knows who you're leaving the messages for? But was it was it cop lore or cop lure? I thought it was lure. L u r e. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's but, yeah. But we're damn glad you found us, Pat. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. And you, and you emailed us and expressed some interest in getting on uh, Preacher Cast. So here we are. Um, and uh, we, we got you penciled in for the Defenders cast as well, which I'm yes, awesome. just spending eight solid hours of my life watching here pretty yeah. soon. <laughs> <laughs> I got my Netflix back on my big screen, so we are set. Uh, I'm but, trying to figure out what my next binge watch is aside from Sharks. I did, I did start um, that, that uh, one you suggested to me, Pat. This is us. No, not oh, uh, on get my down. File. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. I got through about half, two thirds of the way of the first episode so far. It's a long first episode. Yeah, it's pretty good though. I like it. Which which yeah. one is this? The get down. Shaolin, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've forgotten how many cool actors are on that. Two Turk from Daredevil and uh, what's his name? Yep. Uh, you know, Senator, not Senator, but. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Smith, man. Jimmy Smith. Bale Organa. His name the uh, the brain guy <laughs> from. Uh, from Legion is in there too. Oh, okay. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't recognize him. Maybe I didn't get to him yet. He doesn't, he doesn't show up for a couple episodes. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's an oldie but a goodie. But I suggest Boardwalk Empire if you really like uh, old school gangster stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, that's a great show. Yeah, great yeah. show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. 
Uh, yeah. I, I stole one of my favorite sayings from that. I always say, Wait, which which one? To the lost. So that's, that's my official <laughs> toast. <No. laughs> I just I just like uh, you can't be half a gangster. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Jaden Smith is on this show. Yeah, he's actually uh, in it. Uh, I don't know. That's going to just he's not playing Will Smith. He's actually playing a character. Yeah, no. It, yeah. If I've I, seen, I didn't even know it was him if I've looked at him already. So if he was in the first, he's, episode. he's in there right away. Yeah. yeah. So then he's, he's not a he's not a scene stealer in it. Oh, and I, I, I yeah. got to give him props because I, I he's 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 acting apparently because I don't yes. notice that he's Jaden Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, I haven't watched the second half yet. I only watched the first uh, the first six, but I do have to get back to that. Uh, the back half is really, really good. Excellent. I, I, All right. Good I, to hear. A lot of, an, you know, lot of animation. I'm, I'm a white guy from the suburbs, but I grew up on Good Times and the Jeffersons and shit like in Soul Train. I fucking love Soul Train. So, yeah, this... <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> this show's in my wheelhouse, definitely. But we digress. We're talking about stuff in Dallas uh, this week. You know, near where our friend Newsflash, J.I. got shot. <laughs> and it was uh, Kristen or somebody. I don't remember. Who cares? It was all dreamed away anyway, wasn't it? Bobby in the shower or some shit like that? Patrick Duffy in the shower. Okay. The man, the man from Atlantis. Yeah, the man from... Yeah. He went under. I didn't see any fins on his uh, hands and feet. <laughs> so, episode 5, Dallas. Um, the show opens where we left off, of course, with Victor and Jesse's chokehold as he's noticing uh, the wedding photos of Tulip and Victor. And Tulip tries to tell him that she was there to get a divorce, which we can't know isn't true. Uh, she was going to get a divorce, probably. We're not sure how. Uh, but he's currently afflicted by uh, TV jealousy special effects. Yeah, Jesse drags Victor to the torture room past all the frozen henchmen and hoists him up uh, after clearing off the bodies. And all the while, Tulip is pleading for his life, and Victor is, you know, playing with tough guy, calling Jesse an asshole, and telling him he fucked with the wrong guy, and all this. By the way, you can swear on this podcast if you want that. You may have noticed uh, all seven of Carlin's words if you want. We don't care. And booger. And booger. According Absolutely. to Dr. Johnny booger. Fever. You don't say booger enough on this. <laughs> Jesse uses the word to uh, tell her to get out, and uh, she says, "Remember Dallas, Jesse? I don't want to do that again." And we roll into credits, and presumably we're going to find out what happened in Dallas, and we do. And we come back to a flashback of the day that Carlos betrayed uh, Jesse and Tulip that we saw it in season one, and we're in Dallas as the big title card informs us, and then it tells us it's three months later, and uh, Jesse and a very stoned friend Reggie are hanging out, and uh, Reggie is asking Jesse about his love of all things John Wayne, so we are getting some Duke references, which is very nice. Um, Reggie is arguing that the Duke's movies were kind of sexist as he's rolling a joint out of a Bible page. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yep. Hallelujah. Jesse, of course, uh, defends him. Tulip shows up and reminds Jesse that they have a dinner with Danny, and Reggie is told that he's not invited. And uh, Danny is uh, our, our friend from the first season as well, who uh, gave uh, Tulip eventually Carlos's location. Kind of learning the story of that in this one. At dinner, uh, Danny's disparaging Tulip's and Jesse's uh, mundane job choices. And she wants them back doing the mercenary thing for her. 
and she runs down some jobs that she has, including trying to get them to kill her husband. Apparently. <laughs> 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 I, you know, it's just a job I do, as Genesis would say. Uh, Jesse seems to be the one resolutely against doing more illegal work for her, though. And Tulip asks if she's heard anything of Carlos before she leaves, but she says she hasn't. That night, Jesse and Tulip sit over the negative results of a pregnancy test, and then we get a scene of them trying to turn it to a positive. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, not a lot of exuberance in that. In that, uh, no, effort. no, it's it's. A I imagine when the aim is to actually create the child, there probably isn't a lot of exuberance in it. It's probably like the uh, very stoic Monty Python's meaning of life, right? Version. Oh, God, yes. Uh, <laughs> Pay attention. We don't want to do this again. Yeah, I might have to find that clip for this. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. I'm, I, I'm a father here. Okay. I, I, I went through this, and you know what? We were exuberant. I was going to say, give me Ruth Nega, and I, I'll find any reason to be exuberant <laughs> with Ruth Nega. So, I, I, would, I mean, I mean if Beth were on here right now, she'd be going, hell yeah. Yeah. Even, you know? <laughs> even well, intense. circumstances for Jesse and Tulip are a little bit different. And, you know, they, they, they do seem like they're, it's, they're making too much of a job of it, you know? Your thoughts, Patrick, was a little too sterile for you. You know, it was a little, you know, you got Ruth yeah, Nega was, in bed with uh, You know, when you got, like you said, when Ruth Nega's there, you want a little bit more. You turn it up to I it. did, uh, Danny was kind of a Julia Roberts type. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way, but, uh, well, yeah. actually. You could eat yeah. apples through a slotted gate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I guess. Ah. Oh. We're really going to do a horse mouth shaming on this show, man. It's Julia Roberts. <laughs> she can afford to be shamed. <laughs> oh, only in that post-90s skeletal look of hers that she uh, had in Ocean's 12. Oh, God, let's not talk about that. That's scary. What the fuck did we get on Julia Roberts? Everything what? eventually goes back to Julia Roberts. Okay. Like, tell me, uh, what's well, in the guy's hanging out in there with him watching John Wayne. Reggie. Yeah, yeah. Right. Cole, I, I took a gender class. Yeah, <laughs> every John Wayne movie is like, <laughs> and it's like you know, there are so many John Wayne movies that aren't like that. Yeah, anyway. but you, you know, because of where I'm from, I'm from Seattle, so you meet people like this. Yeah, well, they're yeah. like, oh, you like this thing. Well, I read a book about that. It's awful. They're not exclusive to Seattle, believe me. I live in a college I wish town. They were. Yeah. Trust me. I know. You can have them all if you want, man. I'll direct you to several sites on the internet where there's like thousands of them, apparently. <laughs> but uh, where are we here? Uninspired lovemaking. I would have gone after John Wayne attempting to be Genghis Khan first if we're going to criticize anything about him. Hey, man, at least he was trying to stretch. He was. That was definitely a stretch. I thought that was just a paycheck. (laughs) Stretch for the paycheck. Okay. So Jesse gets up the next day after their strenuous factory sex, (laughs) and the atmosphere is kind of tense. And Tulip asks, till the end of the world, right? course the answer is yes absolutely back in the present again victor starts taunting jesse who uh, breaks out the torture tools and tulip and victor's daughter suddenly arrive at dennis's place or denny whatever uh cassidy calls him dennis she matter of factly tells cassidy that tulip's boyfriend is killing her daddy and that booberry cereal is just chemicals so somebody really needs to shoot this kid now because that's just <laughs> blasphemy uh, booberry is the fucking bomb 
Agreed. Can I hear an amen? Blueberries. I'm more of a Frankenberry guy, but that's I've me. never. I've never had it. I'm really Count Chocula represent, but you know. Sorry, fruit fruit or get the fuck out. Apple mummy, then. Okay. <laughs> I mean, They're did off. you not see that box of fruit brut in Pulp Fiction? Of course. I don't remember that? No. Uh, <laughs> Eric Eric Stoltz is holding yep. a box of fruit brut when. What movie John was it Tr- that had a Quisp cameo? Oh, think. Um, <laughs> damn it. Because Quisp used to be my jam, too. <sighs> I think it's still good on Amazon. That was the UFO one, right? Yes. The yeah. You know, so, yeah, of course I was eating it. Did you do or was I? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Shoot the kid, blasphemy, boomer, is a bomb. <laughs> Ali is shuffled off to watch TV with a sleeping dentist. Tulip <laughs> immediately punches Cassidy, and she starts laying into him about telling Jesse, and he presses her for reasons why she married Victor in the first place, and uh, Cassidy sets off to talk some sense into Jesse, or, or maybe help him, we don't know. Uh, but back in the fun room, Victor is still defiant, and he tells Jesse he sees now why Tulip was so messed up when she came to work for him. Says the guy in a David Carradine special? <laughs> oh! Ouch. It's a little more on the neck. Yeah. Well, it's apparently not the place you want to put the rope. Uh, Do you think Michael Hutchins and David Carradine have, like, crazy parties in heaven? Uh, hey, in 98, we all rotate, okay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, it, it, it's hard to get to my line of bad taste, but you guys are approaching it. <laughs> well, yeah, talking about preacher, so... Yeah, that's true. I I, I can't judge in, in the context of this show, that's for certain. <laughs> Although I feel I will be judged someday for this show <laughs> by some <laughs> greater being than me. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about it. Uh, so back to our flashback, Jesse is out getting some beer and some more pregnancy tests, which are uh, still negative. And we get a beautiful beer-buying, Jesse and Tulip screwing, Reggie-rolling joints, and pregnant pregnancy tests failing montage to the sounds of teenage Jesus and the jerks doing my eyes. My eyes are empty. I stare blindly fixed. And you are stuck when you blink. During one of the tests, uh, Jesse decides to pray, and even Tulip says amen, but sadly God didn't listen. Uh, so the screwing and smoking and beer montage continues, and John Wayne even makes a quick few uh, appearances. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, you know, I can't overstate the brilliance of, of the screwing, smoking, beer montage. It, it's <laughs> really quite nice. This show does its montages very, very well. Yeah. And the church marquee every time. I can't remember what it was the church marquee said, but that's what that factors into it, too, is he's walking past the marquee of that church yeah, every yeah. time. Yeah, I didn't even make note of that, uh, of what the sign might have said. I'm sure some nerd out there in the YouTube verse has done it, though. Jesse and Tulip attend church. Uh, back at the apartment, a smoke alarm is going off due to Reggie's smoking. And while going to turn it off, Jesse seems to notice something stashed in the air conditioning vent. And when she gets home, Jesse is playing coy. He uh, asks how her day at work went, but she realizes the jig is up, and he throws her hidden money at her, and he realizes that she's been back to work with Danny. So Not before, to mention the birth control. Yeah, and the, yep, the birth control, too, so she hasn't even been trying to get pregnant. Uh, and you caught the thing with the stool, right? I 
Well, yeah, yeah. When she, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah he caught her with a stool earlier. You know, holding one, he just comes out, and she's like, you know, what are you doing with that stool? He's like, just holding it. What are you doing with that beer? Just drinking it. So poor, poor Reggie tries to leave the awkward situation, but Jesse won't let him, and the fight escalates. And when she talks about the birth control, and she kind of takes him to task for being self-righteous and, and Reggie tries to make the peace and Jesse snaps and beats the poor bastard into a pulp. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. And as she's leaving, Jesse tells Tulip that his dad's church is stolen his name and he's going back to Anvil to be a preacher. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta back you up for just a second, you know, and, and the beating of Reggie was, was really, I mean, it was vicious, but the, the, the thing is, is that Reggie's acting, in that moment, that was someone that had been beaten and was scared for their life right there. Yeah. It, 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 just, it, it did an amazing job. Because usually when you see someone getting beat up, they're not sitting there doing that fear and, and pain and, and, and all that that he's doing. You know, they're just rolling with it, and then they get mad and they want to fight back, you know. I, I thought this was by far one of the more one of the more realistic moments that they had there as far as that went. But that's that's just me. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they never fail to turn up the brutality in this show when it calls for it. And yeah, well, Victor, Victor has a point. Jesse's an asshole. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, he he has a short fuse too, apparently. Uh, particularly when it comes to Tulip, or just you know, if Reggie hadn't been there, I think we're led to believe it. Might, you know, might have been Tulip <laughs> getting the the bad end of that because he's that unhinged sometimes. Mm, I don't know. I don't buy that either. He's a lot of yeah. things, but he's not a woman beater. It's the kind of thing you'd drag somebody out into a, the street and kick the shit out of for doing something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I hope you're right. <laughs> but, but, you know, we're, he is the one that kind of, I think he intentionally kept Reggie around as a punching bag because <laughs> he knew the conversation wasn't going to go well. <laughs> Yeah, I, I else wouldn't you let your friend leave that situation? I'd rather have my fingernails pulled out than sit through a, a you know Ugh. couple friends argument. <laughs> no, he's he's oblivious to social cues though too, because Tulip's trying to get him to leave to make her peanut butter <laughs> pot roast for Danny, and he's just oh, <laughs> sitting yeah. there like, uh huh. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's it's the holiness of the Bible pages enhances the weed and just whacks it <laughs> out right here. Uh, hey, uh, honestly, it's the only appropriate way to dispose of a Bible. So, how <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much confession time you can ever do for that one, Catholic boy? <laughs> burning it? That's the only way you can get rid of them. I don't think it's supposed to burn it page by page by page by page, but. <laughs> Or smoke it, for that matter. I have to ask Honeywell sometime what the fate of a Bible was at a Grateful Dead show he went to once. I will. It wasn't a pretty sight at all. We probably all racked up several <laughs> stints in hell just for that night. <laughs> I think I think you're going to have to start using the Father Guido Sarducci method of uh, getting into heaven and hell. <laughs> Remind me. Uh, basically, there's we'll a cost. For your sins. That's yeah, there's a cost for every sin, yeah. and and you know, stealing a bag of potato chips, fifty cents. The wages of sin. <laughs> Killing someone, that's the biggie. It's a hundred thousand. Uh, adultery's fifty thousand. Masturbation's thirty-two cents. 
Oh, and, good. You, know, you can laugh at that, but you know you're up there, and the accountant's sitting there going, 32 cents, chick, chick, 32 cents. Yeah, is it compounded with interest? If it's compounded with interest, if the VIG is running on it, then I'm screwed. <laughs> no, it's not that, but, you know, there's a lot of people probably went 32 cents short. <laughs> just hear that no. I, I asked him to behave, Patrick, and, and none of us are. And I, I, nah, I can't say I'm sorry in the context of this podcast either. It's cool. I'm, ha- I'm having fun with you guys. <laughs> Apologize oh, for good. nothing. Good. I'm Steve, happy to be here. Steve Dillon's ghost would haunt us if we if we weren't crew. Yeah. <laughs> He gets him do in the next episode, doesn't he? <laughs> I love, <laughs> love that. Have our people get to his people somehow. Um, call up the producers and see if they've got that God casting agency. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the bullet for the team to get an interview with Steve Dillon. Fuck yeah. <laughs> So, uh, in the present again, Cassidy arrives at uh, Victor's with no resistance due to everyone still being frozen, and he pushes one of the thugs over just for good measure. (laughs) Of course he did. I I don't think I could resist it either. He finds Jesse, who is in the bedroom looking at Tulip's uh, wedding picture. He tries to make his usual Cassidy small talk, which is just too brilliant to even try to repeat. And uh, he reminisces about how he was rich once, and you're enjoying the bedroom, and just, just anything to talk about anything but, you know, the, the guy that Jesse's got strapped up in the basement. Uh, Jesse gives him what for about lying to him, though, and he asks him why he should uh, trust a lying, junkie vampire. And Cassie, Cassidy acknowledges his faults, but assures Jesse he hasn't come to talk him out of anything, uh, and he has his back, whatever he decides. Um, and Jesse uh, realizes, though, that if he kills Victor, Tulip will probably leave him. And I just want to give, what's his name again? I always forget his name. Vince, uh, bah, bah, bah. no, Joseph Gilgan. Yeah. Uh, they just write him so fucking well. He just kills it so, every time, man. It's and subtlety. It is such subtlety on his part, too, that makes his role. Yeah, he's a really good dramatic actor, too, man. He just, he sells the anguish, and, like, I'm like... He says, "I'm stuck in a rock between, you know, between a rock and a hard place between these two people I care about, you know, and also harboring the secret that, you know, uh, which is almost irrelevant. But I mean, now he's got this. He's lied to Jesse and Tulip, and he's just he's. You can see he just totally feels like shit about it. <laughs> and he just, that's I mean that's he's right. To hold page. on to one if the other goes away too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think ultimately if it comes down to the two, he's obvious. That's what he's there for. He's like, you know, if it comes down to it, I've got your back above everyone else's. You know me, mate. So yeah, mm-hmm. can't can't give enough hats off. It's it's still kind of. I loved Westworld, man, but there are too many shows the Emmys miss, like this and and some of those. Not, yeah, I'm not even gonna say the Walking Dead stuff, but there's some other great drama going on out there that, that should get recognized. This is actually some of it, man, because it was the old saying that it's, you know, drama's easy, comedy is hard. Dark comedy's got to be harder than anything, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. 
I, I would agree. You gotta skate such a fine line between the drama and the. Well, and the, and well sometimes the this show doesn't even drama. ride the fine line. Sometimes this show just blows right through the fine line. Right, but when it, <laughs> when it has to come back and be restrained and be a real drama, though, man, it, it kills it. It's just, you know, it has its super silly moments, super horrific moments, and then, you know, it can nail you with actual legit emotion from the actors, too. And it's, it's really being well done this season. Yeah. Where are we here? Uh, yep, he goes back to Victor. Jesse does, who is still talking shit, because why not? You know, last minute, last moments, maybe. So Jesse grabs an axe and starts sharpening it. Victor tells Jesse that uh, Tulip left him because he was an asshole. Coming back to that theme, and Victor was uh, was nice to her. So, and he had two pulls. <laughs> <laughs> And he eggs Jesse on to finish the job, of course, and, and Jesse swings the axe, and we cut the commercial. <laughs> but uh, Tulip is yeah. talking to Cassidy when Jesse comes back, and she asks him what he did, and he nonchalantly says, I took him down, and she freaks out uh, before he explains that he literally took him down and didn't kill him. And he got divorce papers in exchange for Victor's life, apparently. It's like you can just whip him up, you know, out of nowhere. Um, Tulip kisses him All is well in the universe And Cassidy goes to tell Allie that her dad's still alive And we get one more flashback Of a few years back And Tulip and Victor are playing Monopoly And he clearly uh, is in love with Tulip It's clear that she can't reciprocate And Victor leaves for business purposes And she gets a call from Danny Telling her that she found Carlos And that's all it takes And she runs right into the beginning of season one (laughs) (laughs) He looks like a housekeeper Wearing that shirt of his though that picture of her. She oh. she was wearing his shirt. Yeah. She looks she looks like 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 the maid in that shirt. You know. So so it's running a little maid fantasy every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a lot. Uh, Social Justice yeah. Warriors, <laughs> Weekly Heroics, say Yahoo.com. The <laughs> complaints. I was gonna make a joke about the help because she's you know part African, but I wasn't going to go there. Right, yeah. right, well, yeah. I may or may not remember <laughs> to clip that out, so we may have gone there anyway. <laughs> all hate mail goes to Weekly Heroics at Yahoo.com. <laughs> Except for you, Patrick. You've been on the show now. You're not allowed hate mail, but you can still praise us if you'd like. <laughs> it's in the contract. We didn't have you sign. I, I will uh, promote you warmly and fairly. I think anybody that listen, anybody that listens to us needs to needs to be like Varys on Game of Thrones. Just tell us what we're doing wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, if you want to write that long of an email, <laughs> I bet it. Send your little birds to us. Yes. Oh, where was I? Uh, Victor's free commercial, blah blah blah. Yeah, divorce papers, everything's cool. Playing Monopoly, and uh, Victor leaves. Yeah, Carlos. Okay, sorry, got. I, I scrolled way, way too far up. Uh, back in the present, and the end of our episode. The sad Victor reads the paper. Allie comes in unable to sleep, and he offers target practice to help. Like a Mac-10, which is Parenting awesome. win, yes. But she just wants Daddy to read to her, so you know, he reads about stocks, because that, that's good stuff, too. Um, suddenly there's a commotion, and it's of the Saint of Killers, who immediately dispatches Victor, and he finds Allie, who stops his murdering her by telling him she knows where to find Jesse. End episode. 
Oh, isn't it nice to have a villain or a, an antagonist that gives the show some narrative thrust? Yes. Well, yes. Th- this show's all about the thrusting. This <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> a lot of thrusting. <laughs> and I, I just love the way he says, Preacher. Preacher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. man, just cast his nailing in. I, I thought it was a nice. So, what'd you guys think about the whole? I mean, this was basically a good little exposition in case you missed season one kind of stuff um, because it tied back to that a lot Uh, you know some of the flashbacks we we saw last season I almost thought excessively I'm like wow they're really going over some some old ground but I I guess that's kind of a great way to do exposition instead of just having now sitting around talking about it (laughs) are they holding a lot of Dallas footage in the canon I'm not talking about the the stuff that they have with 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 them and Reggie, but I'm talking about the you know the job that went bad, um, where she's in the blue dress and everything. Did they just like film a whole lot of it, and they've kept a whole lot in the can, waiting to give a little bit of it as we go? I think it's all stuff that we saw in season one already. Yeah, they they show yeah. us pretty much the whole scene in season one. Yeah, we're we're kind of we're pretty much yeah. caught up with where we need to be. The only thing that's going to um. I mean, the only other connective tissue I can think of is... When did Jesse get the haircut? Jesse going to Anvil. (laughs) That's going to be an important one somewhere. Yeah, because did you you skip over where he said the church was still in his name? Oh, he mentioned it. Um, Okay. Yeah, it's a... Yeah, there's a there'll be a lot of important stuff coming from that. Oh yeah, sure, I forgot stuff. to ask Pat about this early on, but I just want to know: Is your his, did you read the comics too, Pat, or did you just pick up the? Uh, um, I show? started it. Um, what happened was so I'm a little bit younger than all of you. I was born in '82, mm-hmm. so I'm in seventh grade when the comics start coming out, and I go to buy the first trade, and I'm reading it, and I stupidly left it in the uh, bathroom my dad finds it Uh-oh. And, he, oh, and he's man. like who sold you this <laughs> tell, tell, tell them to Here, give take you some your of money my playboys like a regular kid what the <laughs> hell yeah. it's funny because he, lo- he loves the TV show now yeah he flipped out about finding the comic uh, I'll so I've, you I've read again? uh 1314 yeah <laughs> I, I had the the Wolverine and Havoc uh, one shot that I think it was Sinkovich that did it and that thing was super violent and I got that taken away from me because I was way too young to have it at the time so. see you guys someone fucking a meat puppet man yeah. <laughs> you guys would have loved my family my dad bought me Vampirilla Creepy and all the Warren Publishing stuff because you know some places would sell it to you and some places wouldn't <laughs> but so, yeah Go ahead, Brian. No, 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 but I could get that in Heavy Metal Magazine and all that kind of stuff. You know, my my dad had no trouble, you know, buying me that stuff. And if if I had bought, again, you know, I was, I'm a bit older than, than you. And so I was, you know, growing up in the, as an early teen in the 70s, late 70s, you know, we didn't have as much, like, definitely didn't have anything like Preacher. That you're going to get. But we did have the, the, the stuff from Warren Publishing, but I can't think of anything else. That and Heavy Metal and, then, you know, of course, our dad's our dad's books, Playboy, Penthouse, Hustler, all that fun stuff. Oh, there were but, some of our bookstores, actually, that had, like, you know, Heavy Metal right on the 
They must not have realized what it was. They had every no. They, like, they right didn't the know. Racks and this shit is French. <laughs> yeah, right. So, <laughs> Behind the counter. <laughs> no, no. That and like Easy Rider. Or, you know, Heavy Metal and Easy Rider. Are my first imprint boobs, probably I ever saw. <laughs> yeah, I found. Uh... No, sorry, National Geographic. <laughs> sorry, Pat. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I found our crumb at the library when I was real little. Okay. Oh, figured out, you know, the 741 is where the comics were. Found the crumb stuff. Beauty. So I'm talking yeah. seven or eight when I discovered crumb. <laughs> nice. Well, you better yeah. you, you matured quicker than I did, Black. Yes. Um. Now, thing thing that worries me is my son's ten years old. He hasn't quite hit puberty yet. But you know, the thing is with the wide. Just all the, the what, what's out there. The, the thing that you have to worry about is him finding something crazy and niche that's, you know. Your son's probably yeah. seen porn you haven't even dreamed of yet by now, Brian. Right. So, you know, just might as well accept it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, the, the thing, like I said, the thing that worries me is, is that, you know, anybody can go out there and find your, your steak and eggs type stuff. And what I'm worried about is the, uh, the, the really bizarre off the wall kind of, you know, people doing it with chickens or, you know, stuff like that. You know, most standard Google searches won't populate any of that. So I don't think you have to worry. I'm not speaking from experience. I just want to go on record and, and remind you that a lot of people like their steak and eggs a lot of different ways. Uh, this, too, is true. So. this is true. I like my yolks runny. I guess runny. Uh, <laughs> Runny's good on occasion. <laughs> I am meat and potatoes, man. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't stop me from buying caviar every once in a while. But, uh, <laughs> hey, this but should be on eat it and beat it, shouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, anyway, so we're, we're talking back, about Preacher, right? Yeah, back yes. to our guest, actually. <laughs> we're having too much fun and not letting talk enough. Um, just so you never got through the whole series, though? So, like, where did you... Well, actually, we can't... No, I've read it. I've read, like, chunks of it. I read the uh, mm-hmm. the Pope storyline. I remember reading that, but it's been mm-hmm. years. I hope he shows up. That was really gross. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah. Uh, so that's cool. So like so I, I recognize Hair Star, but I don't remember what his deal was in the comics. Oh, all right. Oh, I would say like, yeah, I recognize the you know the, the Dylan. Don't, don't spoil it. Don't, yeah, don't I wouldn't even it. read it. I won't. But I, I don't just, remember it. I just remember seeing it. Yeah, yeah just let it play out because yeah, because they're gonna. I think they're gonna focus on that very heavy for the rest of the season by the looks of it. Well, they kind of have to. It's a yep. pretty much ongoing thing till the end of the the narrative. Yep. So. So it's uh, yeah, he pops up next episode. We're a couple of weeks behind the the live show at this point with this podcast. We'll do apologize for that, but um, yeah, you obviously shouldn't be listening to this if you haven't heard the episode we're talking about at least anyway. So, but there's more yeah. hair star stuff coming up. No, it's uh, just going back to the to the episode itself though. It's um yeah, the episodes where it gets crazy are awesome, but. You do because it is a character-based show, and yes, the narrative is also important. The stuff, the episodes where they break and they and they do just focus on the three main characters are vitally important to the enjoyment of the show. If it was just shenanigans with no depth to it, then it would be it would be a cartoon, and it, and it wouldn't have the impact that it does. So, anytime that they do want to do the relationship between Jesse and Tulip, I'm all for it because I mean that is the through line in the comics as well, other than the search for God. Yeah. It's they, their relationship. Yeah. 
Yeah, and even through Cassidy, I think more than anybody else, they kind of solidified that a little better this time. He even says the great line, it seems like, a world without, you know, Jesse Custer and Tulip O'Hare, you know, never happened. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was a nice punctuation on, on the whole episode right there. And, uh, and he made another foreskin joke, so I was good with it. I missed that one. Where, where <laughs> he was sitting on the oh, sheets. Right. Oh, they're so, they're yeah, so, so okay. solid. How many foreskins are in, in this? Here, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, I love these writers, yeah. Yes, I do, too. <laughs> but I think for me, actually, I mean, this felt a little slow because it was heavy exposition and flashback. Seth Rogen has got to be able to write his own ticket from now on with doing adaptations of stuff. Well, I don't know. That Green Hornet thing didn't go all that well. But... Pretty decent. He was just in it, wasn't he? He's yeah, it probably good. was, but I think it bombed pretty bad. I didn't get around to seeing it yet, but I know it didn't do well. It's the, worth watching. I think, was, I think he was only in it. I don't think he had anything to do with creating the... Which, no, that was the... was at least a producer on it, but... I don't know. Maybe not. It's up. Yeah, he's he's he should be. I love seeing him in interviews now because he's he's professional. He's still silly, but he's. I do need to watch it at some point. It's Michael Gondry directed it, and it's got the guy from uh, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, Christoph Waltz is the bad guy in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> it's it's not bad. It's a possibly being actually a good movie. <laughs> it's uh, it's not exactly what you'd think. It's it's worth watching once. Yeah. Yeah, it has its moments. I need to. I need to. Yeah, I've always been a Rogan fan for the most part. He, he puts out quality stuff, whether people like it or not. He does, but he's always going to be the guy from Forty Year Old Virgin to me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, or knocked up, or a lot of them like that. But um, man, you just tell he's a super fan in this this thing. Um, kind of glad. I was I was a little wary when he first got his hands on it. And uh, but I'm enjoying. Oh, me too. Part cartoon or or worse was what I was worried about. Yeah, because uh, I mean, it originally had been talked about for an HBO thing for the longest time, and I thought that, that would have been like long, the best long time ago. For it. Yeah, but um, yeah, they now that AMC's like opened up the gore and craziness windows, you know, you can get away with this now. Pretty much the only thing they don't do in the show that they do in the books is drop the F-bomb. So it's like, yeah, I can yeah, do without okay. that as long as the story's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's, they're getting it. So there's enough surprises. Uh, me and Hero have read the whole thing and, you know, we we're still being pleasantly surprised. And, and I appreciate that too. As much as, as a straight adaptation, you know, a, a 300 style direct adaptation would be, would probably be good. This is, uh, it, uh, it's throwing enough in to keep me as a longtime fan of the property engaged with what's going to happen next. Just knowing the broad outline of it, but not knowing what specifics they're going to go into. As I said, this this felt this episode was a little slow for me and redundant. But I mean, for people that aren't obsessive rewatchers, like I mean, I'm sure at least me and Hero pre you know binged season one again before starting this show up again. At least I did probably a couple times. I think I only watched the last episode. <laughs> now I did, and I just promised someone else I have to introduce them to it. So be watching it again. <laughs> but, to, but to normal television viewers who probably haven't seen Preacher, you know, except for a year ago, you know, this was a nice little recap of, of things that went on in the first season, so, and things get significantly nuts next episode, 
spoilers. So uh, yeah, that was it, fun. It, it was worth the the slow. I'll be I'll be watching it after we record. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna be a very happy hero. Yes. <laughs> All right. To the library. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. Um, anywho. Uh, anything else, anyone? Um, not for me. It's pretty pretty straightforward. This one, it's a uh, it's backstory. Unless yeah. we had a, a crazier episode to have you on, Pat, you can come back anytime, really, uh, if you'd like. I, w- I would love to do that. Yeah, uh, we we should do that. If, if you if you can come for the next one, that I mean, next ones can open worms everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and and, and so it, it'd be great to have you on there to to, to get your cool. perspective on that, and yeah, hopefully Beth yeah, will. Beth will be on. Uh, she'd be recovered from her uh, uh, head troubles. Uh, but yeah, d- definitely, definitely would, uh, like to get your take on that. Might as well. We popped this cherry. Might as well wear him out a little bit. It's like surgery like just getting the man on Skype. I, I've never had so much problem. Oh, yeah. God. Well, we got three different time zones going right here. So. No, it wasn't. It was some kind of technical issue with his stuff, and it was uh, I've never never had that much issue with anyone before on Skype, but hey. It happens. You kind of you kind of Beetlejuiced me into your uh, your world. I think the last three episodes of your show, you were like, that's <laughs> Delmore trying to get him on Skype. Yeah. <laughs> that's Delmore. <laughs> you do that. I was I was able to summon David Pasquarella for a couple shows that way, too. So. <laughs> is, is David going to be on? I don't know. I don't think he's a, a preacher watcher at all. Not that that matters, uh-huh. but uh, he has he has already officially requested that once this gets back to its original mission statement, this show, that he'd like to be on some more stuff. <laughs> Agents of Shield. He's still trying to Supergirl. trick Alan Middleton into coming on. Ooh. Yeah, I'd like to. I see. I that's my problem is very bad memory, and so I'll, I'll reach put out it out there now. Anybody that wanted to be on the show, that's probably told me they wanted to be on the show. Remind us. There's a good chance I forgot. Um, the best way to remind me is to email us at weeklyheroics at yahoo.com. <laughs> That is the best way to remind us. And you know the best way to buy all this shit that we're talking about is through the Two True Freaks Amazon link. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's a Preacher Season 1 DVD out there already. Yeah. Or even if you're going to just watch it digitally in your digital library. And you know what? Maybe you should buy the trades while you're out there. You getting money from Bezos I should fucking know about, man? I, if I had <laughs> money from Bezos, do you think I'd be here right now? <laughs> I don't know. You know? He's, like, he's going to get his fingers into these little independent markets too. Eventually, <laughs> nobody's fingers now, are not my independent market. Now, now, correct me on this: when you buy something off of Amazon.com, it doesn't tell you guys what was uh, who bought something, but it does, does tell you what was say bought. Who purchased? It only yeah, shows you can figure it purchased. out because we all know which is which are. is why Chris <laughs> likes to post the "This right. is what people have been buying through the link" because it leads to fun stuff. Well, we've up. had people add Barry outed himself on the, one of the ones that we posted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, was he the one that bought that sex chair out of Taiwan? It wasn't the sex. Uh, whoever <laughs> was it was the, was really wasn't the proud sex of chair, it. but I believe it was some some, <laughs> some sexy stuff. Some sexy His and hers oils and things like that, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Well, hey, essential oils are essential, so <laughs> we, we don't judge, especially on a show that's based on a comic that has someone fucking meat. 
So again, <laughs> you're in a safe place here, or yeah. a very unsafe place, depending on your perspective. That's why whenever I'm, you know, with my friends or my family, and they have an Amazon, you know, bookmark, I switch to the Two True Freaks one if I can. There you nice. go. Demands a court will reward your covert actions with an extra cannoli this month. <laughs> I do love cannoli. <laughs> yes. Uh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So now oh, we're talking about the circus, Pat. <laughs> Pat Delmore, everyone, Seattle, Washington. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Uh, wishing Beth a speedy recovery and tell her she won over at least one person on getting them to watch uh, This Is Us. Watching it yeah. right before I went off the call. Great oh, show. She will be touched, I tell you. And yeah, that's uh, we love that show. I still have the Thanks. first three episodes on my desktop here. I promise they're on my pile. But Pat was coming on, so I felt obligated to watch it watch tonight. Some of the yeah, or, down, or no. as Jesse would say, watch it tonight. Oh. <laughs> have, you know, have you not noticed that Fear the Walking Dead cast has not come out yet? Um, that's what I should be working on tonight, but I won't be. I'll be playing a video game. Ah. Uh, so that's a tomorrow project. Tomorrow's another day. <laughs> um, well, me and Hero also have, and the Fuses actually have a, uh, a Spider-Man Homecoming review coming out fairly soon as well. Hopefully, right after this weekend. So stay tuned for that. This will probably be out before that. But and I will have a new episode of Third Degree Burn coming out within the next week, probably. Delightful. Yes. Oh, what are you covering? What are you covering? Uh, this was um, Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man number fifty-eight, Ooh. The Ringer, That's and nice. uh, you know the 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 one thing that was interesting about that, and I didn't know it until we actually started, you know, started putting the show together. Vinnie Coletta did the inks, hmm. and so that opened up a big, you know, big discussion, a lot, a lot of discussion about you know the work of Vinnie and his his legacy. So uh, yeah, it was a, it was a fun show, and and. Uh, like I said, I, I'm, I'm cutting it this time, so hopefully I should have it in a couple of days. I'm on vacation, so um, hopefully I'll, I'll get some time to work on it. You know, if they'll, if my family will actually give me time to work on it. Well, if you start breaking them again, you know. <laughs> my my son is right now. He's mouthing something to me like he thinks I can read lips, and I have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> but I keep telling him I'll be off here in a minute, and and it, it <laughs> he's still trying. Well, there's there's a good out for us, I guess. You, you do family duties. We can't keep you from that. So. No, uh, I have no family duties. Neither, uh-huh. thankfully. Well, Patrick, it was a pleasure. Yes, you too. Yes, yes. you should. Yeah. So you should definitely come yeah, back for the, for the next, next episode. Yes. Yeah, I'll probably be doing it about the same time. So same awesome. day, same time. I imagine. So, uh, for Hair Metal Hero, Brian Hughes. Bye, Beth. We love you, too. But, you know, you'll be back. Um, And Pat Dunmore, thank you. I'm Scott McGregor. We're Weekly Heroics, and we'll be back next week whenever next week gets here. Bye now. Adios. Vaya con Dios. On the next episode of AMC's Preacher. What do we do now? Can't run forever. Just keep finding us. We've just got to find out what the saint's weakness is. And God banished him to the nether only world. living man without a soul. Saint of killers. Or speak of the devils and they appear like clockwork. You're not going to make it, are you? I'm coming. Say your prayers, preacher.